What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. This is the nightly morning show for August 30th, 2021. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to another nightly morning show. Uh, this time on a date that apparently confused Clarus. Well, you just, like, don't usually, like, say the date. <laughs> cool. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I just was confused for a moment. Cool. Um, we're working on getting our chatbot booted up. It's so booted. Okay, great, great, mm-hmm. great. Um, um, you'll be able to hype in chat momentarily. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I feel like I need to, like, distinguish them, right? Like... I feel like, I don't know. I thought that was a good intro. No, it was great. It was great. I just was like, oh, all right. I feel, I, I'm willing to bet that's not the first time I've said the date in the intro. Uh, We've done like 130 of these. There's no way that's the first time I've said the date in the intro. I think in the like beginning, like actual intro, you definitely talked about the date like after the theme song. I think last week I might've said the date in the intro. No, no. I think last week I might have done it. Should we, should I pull it up live? No, let chat do it. All right, <laughs> chat, if someone could go watch last week's morning show and let us know if I said the date in the intro, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, as always, let's start the nightly morning show the way we always do. I ask the question, how are you doing, Clarus? I am good. <laughs> what? Cool. Well, I guess I'm... we'll move on to something else then. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. Um, thank you, Rebel. Thank you, Rebel, for backing me up. Um, yeah, I'm good. I, like, did my first, um, venture into, like, EVA foam cosplay last night, and, uh, it went really well, and I'm really happy about it. Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not. It just, I'm laughing. Okay. You thought you were being funny, and I'm laughing. Why are you weirded out? What, what is this energy that you brought to the studio <laughs> this true. morning? I can't try to be funny and then be surprised when people laugh. Actually, I can. That happens frequently. I'm like, oh, it worked. Cool. Jesus Christ. How you doing? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. It's really hot, and I'm outside a lot for work. Uh, at the restaurant I'm, uh, I, I'm waiting tables at, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like, it, the heat is so draining. It's spicy out there. It's like... Because I'm just, like, muggy for hours. Mm-hmm. And the money's great, and it's worth it, and, like, we're super stable, which is nice because mm-hmm. of it. But, like, holy crap, it is, it is hot. And yeah. I'm, like, fighting. I, I feel like I'm, like, actively fighting off heat, heat stroke. That's um, fun. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's been, it's been a weird transition to that. But, you know, the weather's going to change soon. And um, hopefully the humidity will just go down a little bit. Because that has not been my favorite part of work. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping to just get back to streaming more. Because um, I've only... I barely streamed in August. Mm-hmm. August was a weird month for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just excited to get back into the nerdy lock and, you know, finally beat Heart Gold. Yeah. 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 You're going to crush it. Crush um, it. I totally did say the date last week. In the intro? I don't know. I believe Rebel. Rebel backed me up there. I mean, I can just pull up last week's morning show. I can do it live. No, that's fine. Let's just get into the news. (laughs) All right, folks. Uh, The story that everyone seems most interested... Actually, you know what? Before we get into anything else, I do want to do this first. Uh, Folks, 
Unfortunately, uh, this week we do have to share the news that Ed Asner has passed away at the age of 91. Ed Asner is a titan and legend of uh, TV, film, uh, and, and particularly voice acting. I think that's where a lot of people from my generation first um, heard his voice, even though at you know, a young age I didn't know that it was Ed Asner. Uh, but uh, Ed Asner was a former president of SAG-AFTRA, a union that I'm a member of. He was probably he's probably best remembered by uh, some of the older generations for his role on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, um, and is probably best known to a younger generation as the voice of Carl Lumley on um, the movie Up. Mm -hmm. uh, he is the old man in Up. Ed Asner, I, I, it's impossible to name everything the man did in his career. He had a long long, long storied career, won multiple Golden Globes, won multiple primetime Emmys, um, but also voiced a lot of characters in nerdy things. This is a nerd news show, so I wanted to just point out a couple of those. He was a voice on the original Batman the Animated Series. He played Daggett. Uh, I think it was Ralph Daggett. Uh, he was a voice in the original Superman uh, animated series. He voiced Granny Goodness and went on to voice Granny Goodness through multiple Superman and Justice League projects throughout the 90s and early 2000s. He was also where I will never be able to forget him from is the voice of J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man cartoon that ran from uh, I think from 94 to 96 if I'm getting those dates right on the top of my head. Uh, that was my first Spider-Man cartoon. That was kind of what I was raised on mm -hmm. and I will never forget what that J. Jonah Jameson sounds like. Uh, I will never be able to forget the voice of Ed Asner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, th I, that barely scratches the surface on the things that this man did. He was in multiple, multiple projects. Most recently, I think a lot of people saw him um, in Cobra Kai. Um, he was yeah. in a few episodes of Cobra Kai. Uh, he was also Santa. That is true. Fabimus is correct. Uh, he was also Santa in Elf. Mm -hmm. um, the timeless classic. The Truly. Like, <laughs> truly. The, the last... I, I, I will call Elf, like, the the most recent Christmas classic. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, what was that, 2004? Yeah, because that was after yeah. The Grinch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, well, was it? I think it was. I believe it was, but I think they were, like, pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ed Asner, I just, I, I wanted to um, say uh, a big remembrance to him. Um, you know, an inspirational figure in comedy, in TV in movies, in voiceover, in, in so many ways, and, uh, you know, ran the union for a bit, uh, which, you know, I will always have immense respect for, because it's not an easy union to be at the head of. Yes, not an easy job. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite Ed Asner performance? Um. It's hard to top Santa in Elf. Yeah, I mean, like, and Elf is just so good, um, but, like, the movie Up is just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his like, voice, I mean, his voice acting in that is just, yeah, yeah. is like a 10 out of 10. Um, and, um, you know, we have, we have a lot of media to remember him by. And he Truly. lived a long, very, very full life. Yeah, it's, I, I don't mean to this to be callous in any way. And I hope it doesn't come across that way. But it's, it's, it's not, if I knew him, this would be a very sad moment. And for his friends and family... I, I, I express nothing but the deepest sympathies for your loss. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also, like, when your life is that huge, mm -hmm. it's just a little bit less sad from an outside perspective. Because I'm like, God damn it, dude, you got to live. Like, yeah, can you imagine yeah. the mm -hmm. things that you... You got to... You, yeah, you got Ed to Asner live. was born in, like, 1929, mm -hmm. was a teenager during the first... Or the Second World second. War. 
like the, um, the just the amount of life mm-hmm. and, and all of the accomplishments just being lauded for a, a, a six decade six or seven decade long career yeah. where you were beloved in every single one of those decades is just you know it's mm-hmm. it's such an incredible life yeah and i just you know i wanted to acknowledge his passing um at the beginning of the show here mm-hmm. uh because yeah yeah and thank you for leaving us with so much to remember you by yeah all the laughs mm-hmm. truly yeah. truly god the scene in the the santa scene in central park where he's just kind of grumpy with the sleigh <laughs> is one of the funniest santa moments oh yeah um but with that news uh imparted upon you let's move on to something else here um because we had some news that we were talking about before the show started and i know that people are very interested to hear about this but there is apparently a new ps5 on the market which we talked about glibly last week. Uh, right at the end of the show last week, we threw in that there is a new PS5 and that the only big, it's 300 grams lighter. lighter and the only difference is there's like a the different screw. screw on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not true. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, now yeah. that it's been out for a minute and um, people have been able to tear it apart, see what it looks like inside. Why tear it apart? Just give it to us. No, 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 like, like, Teardowns are a thing. I know, I know, but it just... Uh. They, they do it... They put it back together. I they don't know. break it. I know. <laughs> um, the new PS5, uh, this was this comes from a video on YouTube by a YouTuber, Austin Evans, who got hold of one of the new consoles from Japan, uh, and while taking it apart, found out that the heat sink is significantly smaller, and that the heat coming off of the device while it is in performance... Um, is a, a three about three degrees hotter. Um, it also looks like some of the copper inside the system has been traded out for aluminum, uh, and so there there's an obvious reason why it's getting hotter, right? Um, they the the significantly smaller heatsink is a, a big deal. I think temperatures and yeah. game performance. Uh, I think in the short term this isn't a big deal. The the real question here is going to be what does this do long term for the device? Well, and yeah. How is the longevity of the system inside affected by the smaller heatsink and yeah. the higher temperatures? Yeah, you will have to replace your device, your console, your seven hundred dollar console. Mm-hmm. Um, Canadian, seven hundred Canadian. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you will have to replace it sooner. I mean, we yeah. like you know uh, a lot of us already know that heat is not good for chips and Mm -hmm. for the internals of any kind of computer which this is is that how they saved on like the weight of it well apparently um the ps5 console is now a profitable console so by getting whatever whatever cost saving measures they did to get it down to this new model this new model at msrp makes them a little bit of money Whereas the old PS5, they were selling at a loss. What? Yeah, so every single PS... Up until this model, every single PS5 they sold cost them more to make than they were making on it, right? Because the goal is just to get as many people to buy the console as possible so that they can make money on the software and on the games. Okay. Um, and so th- this is com- this is common in every console generation. Uh, con- new consoles cost a lot of money to design, develop, and to, to manufacture. Mm-hmm. And so the initial launch of a console is not a very profitable time for a company. Mm-hmm. It's actually, um, it costs a lot of money 
mm-hmm. to get the console out there. It's not until after you've sold all those consoles and you start to get into the second and third runs of those consoles that you start to become profitable and that you get a return on your investment. Mm-hmm. Um, the PS5 is now starting to see a return on its investment, and by cost-saving the PS5 down to this new model, they will be profitable um, on each device they sell instead of losing money and waiting for people to buy five or six games before it offsets. Damn. Yeah. Um, there, there is already some conversation going on online that this isn't a big deal, uh, that the three degree difference, uh, that's three degrees Celsius, by the way, which is about nine degrees Fahrenheit, um, mm-hmm. uh, that the three to five degree, three to five degrees Celsius difference, um, may not actually be, um, may not actually get the temperature high enough to be a drastic change in the end, uh, the longevity of the device. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is that only time is going to tell and that we're not really going to know until this has been around for a while. Um, yeah. Nox and Egg, thank you for that, Biddy. Uh, of all the console exclusives to poach from Microsoft, the Red Ring of Death isn't my first choice. <laughs> yes, True Salt King. Um, the thing is, this isn't something that PlayStation is poaching from uh, Microsoft. The PlayStation 2... One of the PlayStation 2s had an overheating issue, and the PlayStation 3 and 4 have both had overheating issues. And I think, like, the Slim did as well. The PS2 Slim, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the PS2 Slim has an overheating issue, had an overheating issue, and, um, the... Yeah, and the PS3 and PS4 have both been known to overheat. And something to, to think about as well is, um... This may not affect the people who can easily afford a, a PlayStation 5 as well as a lovely big home with air conditioning and big open spaces to mm-hmm. keep that console cool. But, you know, the people who put together their savings to get this console who may not have may not have AC at all or might have, like, a crowded space, like, this is going to potentially affect them more and it might be so minimal that it doesn't make a difference Mm -hmm. but you know it's um it's it's definitely going to i don't know this is going to be talked about i'm sure for a while while Mm -hmm. people run testing um and see how much the heat actually wears down the internals so i i don't know yeah, I just want to point out, um, uh, there is a little bit of chat going on around what I said, yes. Uh, a 3 degrees Celsius difference is not 9 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's 3 to 5 degrees Celsius is 6 to 9 degrees Fahrenheit. I misspoke there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't saying 3 to 9. I was saying, yeah. And Rockmage has already corrected me. Um, the, the, one, the one thing that people are saying, and I do want to point this out, because this might not all be doom and gloom, is that the temperatures that the YouTuber uh, recorded were the temperatures leaving the device. And the new PlayStation 5 also comes with a more robust fan system that appears to be quieter. And there mm-hmm. was one thing I was watching earlier today on YouTube uh, saying that because of the more robust fan, there might um, it's going to take some time for people to actually get some like heating probes inside the system to see if the temperature inside is different. Because yeah. it is possible that the hotter air coming out is just that the... It, the the, the heat sink is doing less, but the fan is moving the air out faster, mm. and so there isn't a problem with the chip. That's fair. Um, the other the other thing to note about this is that the there will be a difference here depending on load, right? And so someone using their PS5, f- if you play ten hours of your PS5 a day, mm-hmm. this is probably going to be a bigger deal than I think. What Sony is banking on is that 
the vast majority of these PS5s are not going to be turned on every day. No. And uh, the vast majority of these PS5s are not going to be turned on for more than a few hours every day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I think that at the end of the life cycle of whatever this new PS5 is, it's going to be a conversation of what kind of gamer you were, Mm -hmm. um, the same way that it was with a lot of past systems, except the Xbox, which would ring of death on you whenever just when i felt like just just whenever it's like we're feeling salty today and you're like okay i felt i felt very lucky in that i owned four xbox 360s throughout the life cycle of the xbox 360 and only one of them ring of death on me why did you have four because i would sell them when i would go on tour oh and then i would like buy a used one when i came back to new york oh okay because like i just like i was like what were you doing to your devices no, 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 no. I, I would literally sell them. I, okay. But in that time, I only had one ring of death on me. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, Febumus says their poor Switch is still limping along. Hey, I have a first generation Switch as well, and it is still functional. Yeah, well, it, it I probably works. have second generation, honestly. Oh, did you not get it right away? Do you know how hard it was to get a Switch when it came out? No. That, that was hard. I got mine, I think I got mine a year after it came out. Because I, I was walking in a Walmart on top of a mountain in Colorado, literally. And they had one switch left, and I had been looking for it forever. And right. I was like, "I that's You're all like, the money now." It was all the money in my bank account, um, and I wasn't getting paid for like a few days. And I was like, "There's food in the fridge." I was on contracts, so, like I knew I had a I, I had a paycheck that I was owed, but um, I was like, oh "There's food God. in the fridge. I can spend all of my money on this, and um, and I'll survive." Be okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like we would do that with the PlayStation 5, though, if we if we found one. Um, alright. Well, that's... Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. I hope that this ends up being good news. Or, not good news, but I hope that this ends up being kind of, like, uh, less news than it feels like right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that's the thing is, you know, when you, when you say that the fan is actually better, I think that... I think that the risk of this being detrimental is much lower so that yeah, makes it, me feel better it's really going to depend on whether or not it, or not whether or not it's really going to depend on what the internal temperatures look like yeah once some um probably youtubers who have that kind of device maybe a linus tech tips will throw us a video about this mm-hmm. um and show us what those internal temperatures are sitting like because if the internal temperatures are the exact same and there's just more heat being vented out by the fans ultimately this is kind of a non-issue really matter, um because yeah. how much heat is coming out of the system isn't as important as how hot the air sitting inside the system is right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so it's going to be interesting to see that yeah um yeah yeah but uh interesting story uh, uh not something i would expect to come from a youtuber uh the kind of thing that you kind of think that 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 uh that the one weird thing about this story i want to throw at the end here is uh, Sony is selling these PS5s and didn't tell anyone about this. Yeah. And so you can pay the exact same amount thinking that you are getting a PS5 that you've seen reviews for, and it's not that PS5. Yeah. And the screw's different, and that's kind of like the thing that everyone was talking about, but th- there's more to it than that. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of feel like they were hiding it. Just just a, just a tad. But... Just uh... a little <laughs> bit. My series says we have a surprisingly large stash of rare electronics in Colorado Mountain Towns. <laughs> uh, do you, does that mean there's a PS5 there? Mm-hmm. Can we get it shipped to us, please? Um, uh, John, uh, the blind series, also saying there are other factors. Fans only live so long, so if mm-hmm. a fan is running hard for a long time, it's likely not to live as long. That is an interesting point. Another thing that, like, the problem with all of this is we're not going to... 
know it, it's not something that we can like know the end result of for a while yeah because we, we won't know if it's a problem until something breaks yeah exactly no yeah we won't really know it's a problem until it's a problem <laughs> um um yeah uh all right let's move on to some box office news because i'm really excited to talk about this y'all this was a historic week at the box office um because nia DaCosta came out with her new film Candyman, and let's jump over if you're watching this uh if you're listening to the podcast feed sorry you don't get to see this cool graphic that i make each week but <laughs> if you're watching live let's look at this graphic uh nia DaCosta's movie Candyman. Uh, came in at $22 million and won the weekend. We're going to talk about why that's historic in just a moment once we get through the top five here. Free Guy only fell 26.7% to $13.5 million this weekend. Paw Patrol, the movie, dropped 49% to $6.6 million. Jungle Cruise, dropping from third to fourth here, but only dropped 20%, still over $5 million in its fifth weekend release. Uh, Disney has to be really happy with how Jungle Cruise is performing, considering it crossed $100 million domestic. Uh, this weekend. Don't Breathe 2 rounds out our top five, dropping 43% to $2.8 million. That movie's closing in on $25 million domestic. And uh, before we move on to the news about Candyman, I just want you guys to take a look at that international total at the bottom of the graphic. For those of you who are listening on the podcast feed, Jungle Cruise is sitting at $187 million after five weeks in release. And Free Guy, after only three weeks in domestic release, is sitting at 179.6. I want to talk about that uh, because it's really interesting. Um, Free Guy was given a release in China and managed to come in with a whopping $23.9 million, which doesn't sound like a crazy amount until you realize the only other Hollywood movie to open in the last four months in China was Luca, yeah. which opened to only five million. So yeah. it's almost five times as much as another Disney movie, Luca, mm-hmm. um, and is pushing uh, Free Guy up closer and closer to that Jungle Cruise number. And I have a feeling that Free Guy's going to overtake Jungle Cruise pretty soon here. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's open in China. Which is um, not a competition because it's a Disney movie crossing over another Disney movie. Yeah, it, yeah. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in both of them. Um, that's not a spoiler for Free Guy, by the way. He's just a voice that you don't even recognize until you watch the credits, and you're like, wait, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in this? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, there are a lot of celebrities who make voiceover cameos with in um, Free Guy that you never know about. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, voiceover. You never hear, yeah. Did not realize you that. You have no idea. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised Free Guy is doing well. It's a fantastic yeah, movie. It. And it's got great reviews in China, which um, people weren't, you know, right. with American comedies can be harder in China. You never really know how they're going to perform, uh, whether or not the humor is going to translate. But uh, the reviews on, um, uh, I think it's, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce it off the top of my head because I will get it wrong. Uh, but on the two um, online tracking sites, mm-hmm. sort of like uh, the IMDb and the like red Rotten Tomatoes um, audience scores. Uh-huh. They're uh, both high, uh, much higher than a lot of other American films. And so Free Guy's doing really well there. That's awesome. But the big news. Big news. Big news of the weekend is Candyman coming in number one domestically. Uh, This is huge because this is the first time in history that the American box office 
has been led by a film directed by a black woman. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first heard that, I was like, there's no way. Because I was sure that Wrinkle in Time won. Mm -hmm. And so this is not the, the biggest opening weekend by a black woman. Um, uh, by a, uh, as a director, um, that still goes to A Wrinkle in Time, uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opening weekend of Black uh, or of uh, Wrinkle in Time. of A Wrinkle in Time was, I think, the third weekend of Black Panther, mm-hmm. and so Black Panther pulled in forty-one million, came a little bit ahead of A Wrinkle in Time's thirty-three million. Yeah, uh, robbing Ava DuVernay of that uh, crown, and mm-hmm. so uh, it goes this weekend instead to Nia DaCosta. Uh, and I just want to point that out. Uh, Candyman's getting really good reviews. I want to find a time to go see it, but I have no idea when that's going to be. Yeah, you and Mello should go. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, Candyman coming in with $22.3 million. I think that a lot of people would say, well, that's slower than the Suicide Squad's opening. That's lower than Free Guy's opening. Why Why do you think that's a huge success? Um, mostly just budget. Um, Candyman's budget is significantly smaller than both of those movies. Yeah. Uh, it is a very, very hard arc um, horror with it's uh, me- way more niche yeah and with well, a, a a social message that i think is uh that, that makes it a very particular kind of genre content mm-hmm. um and i think that uh the fact that a movie like that opens to 22.3 million dollars especially with the delta surging with some places um going back to some restrictions that they didn't previously have i think that this should be considered a huge win for Candyman. Mm-hmm. and um you know i think it's just exciting to see universal have a movie do well uh, and also to see, uh, you know, this revival of a uh, 90s horror classic uh, come back to the market with such strong force. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, it's not my cup of tea, for sure. But, <laughs> like, but uh, you know, the trailer was really well done. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and I think that that's, I think that's definitely a part of it. it. It's looked really interesting, but it didn't give too much away. And um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, the be, marketing was really good. Yeah, I'll be interested to see... How it does next week. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting how mm-hmm. it's going to play against Shang-Chi next weekend. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, uh, the Suicide Squad is in number seven this weekend. Uh, pulled in another $2 million. However, it did cross the $50 million domestic mark um, in the past week and is almost at $150 million worldwide. It's sitting at $144.8 million right now. Uh, Suicide Squad also became the most watched uh, DC movie on HBO Max this weekend, uh, passing the um, up until now tally of Wonder Woman 1984. Hmm. Um, now that it has been out for a bit, The Suicide Squad, I think, still sits a little bit behind Mortal Kombat on the platform as far as the numbers that we can make out are. Uh, it's hard sometimes with the streaming services to figure out uh, what the numbers actually are. So a lot more people are watching it than what the box office numbers lead to believe. People are watching this movie, they're just watching it at home. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this is, comes to an interesting question about the box office right now, and I think it's a question that we're going to see maybe an answer to in the next week, uh, which is what happens when a big superhero property opens on in theaters only and there's no streaming option? Because Shang-Chi is going to come out this weekend and you cannot watch it at home. There yeah. is no Disney Plus premiere access, right? Mm-hmm. The only place that you can see Shang-Chi is in a theater. And I think that we're going to be having a conversation next Monday about whether or not that was a success for Disney or not. Yeah, it, um, it, it, for me, I, I'm, like, really excited about this. I think, like, we both want movie theaters to stick around really mm-hmm. bad. But, like you said, there are some places that are going back, like, back down into lockdown or be, having restrictions and stuff. And so for those people, yeah, the fact that they can't watch it does kind of suck. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, it is very unfortunate, and um, 
you know, I do feel, I do feel bad, but I think for movie theaters to survive, you know, they can't keep, they can't keep releasing stuff. I mean, Suicide Squad, like, how, how many of those people do you think would have gone to see it in a theater, potentially? I don't know. It's, and, and we'll never really know, I don't think. Yeah. You know, unless they do some, like, mass survey. But you have to wonder if the opening weekend had been say four million dollars higher if it had if it had crossed 30 million dollars mm-hmm. would the word of mouth not been hey it's a flop mm-hmm. and would it have done better long term too yeah. right like because the the word of mouth on the suicide squad was oh yeah it's a flop people didn't like it people didn't go see it and i don't think that's true i think people who went and saw it were divided on it for sure because mm-hmm. james gunn makes it's Divide, a james gunn movie movies <laughs> it's, it's a movie that is a hundred percent my aesthetic and won't be for everyone else and i totally get that um, but you know, if that opening weekend hadn't been, had just been a little bit higher, maybe crossed 30 million, maybe got closer to 35 million, I think that the narrative around it would have been different and more mm-hmm. people would have seen it long term mm-hmm. as opposed to now where I think that people are going to find it in a few years and be like, oh yeah, this is really for me and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, Rock made just saying that, uh, their mother went to a movie theater, um, and their mother said we were the only people in the place. Um... I, I don't I don't know if that's crazy, Rock Mage. I um we've gone to the theaters multiple times. We're we're both vaccinated. A lot of people around us are. Well, in Ontario, is at like seventy five percent, you know. Yeah. Vaccinated. Um, and so I don't know. I think that it I think it just depends on your individual situation, right? Yeah, it depends on where you are. You know, like we've taken in all the factors about being in Canada and Ontario. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if we were living in certain places in the states, I would most I would be more hesitant for sure. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Because this kind of thing is now our job, we also have to take that into account. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Seeing things is sort of what we do. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it depends on what the situation is where you live. There's sure. also there's also <laughs> still a lot of... There are a lot of restrictions here. So we're not sitting next to people that we don't yeah. know, right? But, like, we have, we have space around us. Yeah, theaters helps. are at, like, 35% capacity or something yeah. like that. Like, when you pick your seat... It, it, like the entire space around you gets blocked off yeah. and at, when we went to go book our tickets for Shang-Chi actually I was like oh my god we might have left it too late because a bunch of the theaters yeah. are full but because of, because of reduced capacity so you have like two people sitting here and then like nobody around for like 10 seats yeah. um and so it it, it it really depends on how things are running you know if if I was in Florida and a movie theater was packed I probably wouldn't go in <laughs> I wouldn't either. I, it, it, you know what? I think that everyone has to make it. Um, everyone has to make a decision for themselves on it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But if you know, if you're in a position where you feel comfortable, I think that you know. I think that if you're vaccinated, people around you are vaccinated, or if you're in a place like New York where you know everyone in the theater is going to be vaccinated because you have to show proof of vaccination to get in. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with going to the theaters, right? Yeah. But I also think that if you are in a personal spot where you are in a COVID hotspot, where like you know where there is a big outbreak nearby. I 100% understand being like, you know what, maybe the movies isn't the most important thing. Yeah. It is going to be curious to see how that affects Shang-Chi, though, this weekend. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sad that more people won't be in the theater when I see Shang-Chi. Well, not, not, because I, not because I like want them around me right now, but because I'm excited for the experience the of seeing this movie. I've been waiting for this movie for, ever since they announced it. Mm-hmm. And I want to like cheer and scream and like high five the people around me. And, you know, I've had that experience before in the movies on opening night. And the fact that this Thursday opening night, 
I'm going to cheer and scream and do all those things. And I'm going to turn to my left and right and in front of me and behind me. And there isn't going to be anyone there in those oh, seats. Right. I'm going to have to look down. Well, other than you. But like, you know, what, you know what I mean, though? Like, you know, it, I, I'm, <gasps> there's still going to be a sort of a black void around us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for the big new Marvel movie. And that that is sad to me. And it's, you know, yeah. it, it's necessary and I get it. But at the same time, I wish... I, I want that crowd experience again, and I really miss it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I believe if if I have like my facts straight that um, that uh, vaccines are going to be required for indoor stuff like that in Ontario soon. Um, really? Remember, I talked about restaurants. Oof. Uh, we talked about restaurants. Talked about gyms. Don't sell my restaurant. Theaters. Well, yeah, they are they are going to I need like to turn require. That off. Yeah. And so. At, you know, at that point, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, if everyone around me is vaccinated, I don't, I don't mind it if the theater is more full, and, because, yeah, that, like, movie-going experience of, like, seeing something with, around you, it, yeah, they're strangers, but you're all there for the same reason and the love of the same, of the same thing, and that's not really an experience that you can get at home. <laughs> Yeah, before we move off of the box office, I just want to give one final congratulations. And that goes, uh, what, you know what, let's give one more to Nia DaCosta. Way to go. But also, I want to give a huge it. congratulations to the cast, crew, and production team behind Fast 9. Uh, you did, you did it. Actually, I think it's called F9. F9, the Fast Saga, sorry. Uh, your movie crossed 700 million worldwide, uh, and you're the only film produced in North America to cross 700 million in either the year 2020 or 2021. So a huge congratulations to them for being the well first done. film since the pandemic started. Um, since the beginning of 2020 to cross 700 million worldwide, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, I really enjoyed the movie, mm -hmm. and I I'm happy to see that it uh, it kind of came out in the right window of openings, because... Um, uh, you know, obviously now things have closed in a lot of places. Um, and even China. China is uh, has 20% reduced capacity on oh. their theaters. So, um, yeah, 700 million worldwide is a, a huge milestone, especially right now. And uh, Fast 9 has to be looking at that number and being really, really happy they weren't on a streaming service. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on uh, to something else. Um, folks, uh, big news this week. For fans of the TV show Manifest, uh, Manifest kind of became a cult hit in the last couple of years uh, after it made its way onto Netflix. Um, and Netflix is truly the savior today, as they've announced in the last week, that Manifest will return after being canceled. Um, for a fourth and final season, Manifest will get 20 episodes to finish off their storyline. Yeah, it's, it's a network television show. Their, they, their seasons were Sure, the okay, full. okay. I was like, that's um, a long season. But they will get a fourth and final season so that they can finish off that storyline. And a, a lot of this has come about because of the fan reaction to the show being canceled. Mm -hmm. And the... Now, if only it had worked for Firefly. Well, Twitter wasn't a thing when Firefly was canceled. I know, I know. Um, and really save manifest... The hashtag save manifest mm -hmm. really blew up. Uh, the cast all got involved because they like money. And so they're, of course, they'll come back and do the show that made them famous and gave them, uh, not made them famous, a lot of them were famous before, but. I think it, uh, there's also, like, you know, just to give a little bit of credit there, as an actor, like, I feel like if you, like, if you don't get, have the opportunity to bring your character full arc, mm -hmm. it is very unsatisfying. Oh, I'm totally being facetious I here. Know, I'm, I know. I, I totally understand. But, and not even just bring your character arc. I think there's also an element of, 
like closure. Well, and I think that when you are acting in a piece like that, and like, I don't know, I've never been on a television show that size, but if I were to have millions of fans of something, I would feel a sense of duty to them, right? Yeah. I would, I would be like, no, we have to tell the end of this story mm-hmm. because there are millions of people who love it. And mm-hmm. I think that there is a, there's an element of, you know, come on, don't leave it, don't leave it on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. There, are, I'm going to be asked about this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Please let there be a finish so that I don't have to tell what I think the end of Manifest would be forever, right? Yeah. Um, there's so many reasons for them to get on board. And I'm not, I, I make a joke about money, but I totally think that, you know, no, everyone here funny. has the best intentions. And the, it's just nice to see a show like this that has such a loyal following um, push to get their final season and the cast is coming back. The majority of the main cast is going to be on the show. Uh-huh. Um, and so it, it's just, it's an exciting thing for them. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I recently started watching Manifest. I am like oh. five episodes in uh, and I kind of dig it. It's a little bit dumb um, and the writing is not always like amazing, mm-hmm. but it is, um, it's really fun and I like the characters a lot. Mm-hmm. And so even when the plot's a little bit like, all right, the characters are dragging me through it in like, I, I don't want to leave them. And so, yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm having fun. So, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have no idea. I just hope that it, uh, I just hope the final season lands the plane yeah well. if they screw up people are gonna be upset well the important thing is the original creator is back to show run the final season so um it's not it's not going to be like a community situation where it's moving to a streaming service and um they have fired dan Harmon. um the original creator is going to be shepherding this vision all the way to its conclusion <laughs> so <laughs> All right. Well, that's that story because we have an absolutely massive raid. What is up, Raiders? Um, <laughs> Holly Wolf, welcome on. Holly in. Wolf, how you doing? It's so good to see you. Um, Hi. Uh, welcome to the nightly morning show. That's this. That's this. We- you know what? We're gonna end the recording of the nightly morning show. We'll put an ad break in the middle on the podcast. We'll come so back. We can to say that. hi to people. Yeah. Sure. So if you're listening to the podcast. We'll be back uh, after this ad message. Um, and we're back. We're Thank back. you to Holly Wolf for that incredible raid and mm-hmm. for sharing your community with us and uh, have fun uh, on have fun your adventures. <laughs> um, but it is time now. It's like the middle of the show. We need to get this show back on the rails. You know what that means, Carlos? No. We're going to talk about Ghosted, a new movie starring Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans is coming to the big screen soon. Uh, This is going to be an action adventure romance. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is news because it's Black Widow and it's Captain America back together on screen. Uh, Something I learned about this, Mm -hmm. this is mostly because of the MCU, but this is going to be the 10th movie that Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans star in together. Oh, because of MCU stuff. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, but also before the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, there was The Nanny Diaries. And oh. another movie I had pulled up, but I, I'll have to pull it up. Um, this is the first time they are playing romantically linked characters, though, since The Nanny Diaries. Gotcha, okay. Um, which is fun. Do I have it here? Um, yeah, they were in The Perfect Score, The Nanny Diaries, The Avengers, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, Cap- uh, Avengers Infinity War... Captain Marvel, and Avengers Endgame. Gotcha. Um, 
And they were also, um, they were also, uh, in talks to star in, uh, Greg Berlanti's upcoming remake of Little Shop of Horrors together. Uh, no word on whether or not that is still happening, but Ghosted Mm. is giving, getting the go ahead. It's said to be a romantic action adventure movie in the same vein as the Michael Douglas Kathleen Turner classic, Romancing the Stone. Um, you excited to see these two back on screen together? Yeah, I have never seen the other movies that they've been in together other than, like, the Marvel You've never seen Marvel the Diaries? No, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know that one at all. Um, but I think they're both, like, incredibly talented. Yeah. Um, like, seeing, um, seeing Chris Evans in, the, uh, was it Knives Out? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was so good. Fantastic in Knives Out. Um, like, yeah, they're just, they're, they're both so talented and incredible, and they have such a um history of working together um that i think for for on screen i think that they're going to play off each other really well i i I think that's a solid casting choice absolutely um i'm excited to see them back together i think that this definitely shows that uh scott johansson's lawsuit against disney probably not going to affect all that much i i'm sure it doesn't matter um and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really i'm excited this uh the this is coming from apple and skydance so this might be an Apple TV Plus exclusive. Okay. Which, yeah, I can uh, see that. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's going to be um, some streaming stuff in the future where we don't get the movies that we want to see on the big screen on the big screen anymore, mm-hmm. and I need to get over it because there's nothing I can do about it. It's the way of the world now. As long as movie theaters survive, that's all we care about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as the movie theaters survive. But yeah, Ghosted. I'm excited. I, I, I think they'll be mm-hmm. fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and... Uh, Hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Clarus to make up the news. Because we only have two stories after this. So for now, make up some news, Clarus. Yay me. Oh boy. Um... Uh, y'all, let's not talk spoilers in the chat, if we don't mind. Yes. No spoilers for Free Guy, please. Uh, yeah, that movie's still too new. Yep. Um, oh boy. <laughs> Um, cool. There's some news, and I promise it's real. Um, it's not fake at all. Um, these are real words in English. For the most part. Sometimes I make up words. Is that supposed to be nos or nose? I don't know. We're, we're all just kind of waiting for you to make up the news. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, well. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hate the look of judgment on your face. Love you. I love you, too. Um, I'm a master theater improver. Uh, okay. Well. The, the, uh-huh, the internals of the PS5, oh. that, uh, that, that new heatsink is not the only thing that's different. Oh, really? What else has it. changed? Uh-huh, uh-huh. On top of the, the screw being changed and, uh, the heatsink being changed mm-hmm. and, uh, the fan, uh, being changed, um, there is actually a, um, now, uh, like a added component on 
optional for the PS5. Doesn't, An optional component. Yeah, doesn't come with it, but we have discovered that there is a spot. Okay. Uh, it's not a surprise for Lanchi, unfortunately. Uh, the PS5 does not have fingers. Um, however, however, it does come with an electric beer cozy that you can plug into your PS5. Yeah. What, what's the purpose of an electric beer cozy? Well, so I'm really glad you asked. Um, <laughs> Me too. The beer cozy actually, uh, um, kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? It, um, you know when your controller, like, vibrates and stuff? Yeah, your beer cozy does that. Just to, like, keep, uh, keep, keep the, keep frothy and, uh, keep it cold. It keeps it cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it, it, it froths the beer? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know when you have a can of beer and you don't get the foam on top that you would at the bar? They have figured out a way to do that. With a can. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the saddest thing about this is that you don't realize the whole goal is to not have much foam at the top. <laughs> like no I one, it was no like... one is pouring, no one is pouring beer and being like, God, I really can't wait for the foam at the top. <laughs> you want a little bit of foam? I uh, the goal, the goal is not thought... to shake up your beer. I don't know. You haven't tried this beer cozy, so I'm just saying you can't knock it till you try it. <laughs> All you're gonna do is make your beer go flat faster. Why would you want that? Well, it's to uh, encourage drinking <laughs> at home. <laughs> so he introduced a new addition to the PS5 mm -hmm. that encourages sad gamers to drink by themselves. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have the beer anyways. This way, you'll finish it quicker. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's only beer, Rebel. Nothing else fits. Nothing else fits. But why does it plug into the PS5? Because it keeps it cold. <laughs> but the, how long is it? How long is it? No one like because no one sets up their PS5 next to them and plays well, sitting next to their system. No, there's different cable lengths. Obviously, you know the basic <laughs> like three feet is like cheaper, but you can get nine and twelve feet cables as well. Um, there's is also a Bluetooth version, but that's still a prototype, so you're not gonna see that what? on uh, the market for a while. Mm -hmm. This is the dumbest. No, no, it's great. And then the the extra like cool like coldness is like vented back into your PS5 to keep it cold. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Nave, thank you so much for the follow. It's vent vented back from where? Uh through the cable? Like I said, it's a brand how, new prototype. How big is this cable? Uh it's about <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, it's girthy. <laughs> This is the worst thing anyone's ever come up with. No, it's great. Do you want a device that makes your beer go flat? <laughs> that involves you having to have an industrial width cable running through your living room from your PS5 it to is, somewhere near you? It is aesthetically pleasing. They put RGB on it, of course. <laughs> it also is supposed to cool your beer down, but it has lights on yeah. it, so it's going to be hot. No, wow, no, no. This these is... are cold lights. <laughs> You have no idea how beer works. 
Like, at no. all, do you? No, I hate beer. I would rather drink anything other than beer. Literally anything in the whole world. But somehow the cozy only fits beer. It's like the one ring where it'll like change sizes. So if you try to put anything else in there, it just won't accept it. You are doubling down on this so hard mm-hmm. and it's so funny. You're welcome. Well, Nate yeah, really it likes it. Yeah, froths your beer so you can get that foam on top. Yeah. Y'all are weird and love carbonation. So <laughs> I don't get it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do you know how yeah, that's hard. That's the real news. Do you Cold know how, lights. Do you know how hard. Do you know the how hard bar- beer. the RG beer, I the, how hard bartenders work to get good at pouring beer so that there isn't much foam. I it's thought like you a wanted like set. a little bit you because want, like, it's nice. You want like a little bit. Yeah, I thought like the head wanna... was like <clears throat> part of the. It is on some beers. Like I thought on like different a different beers want, want different head. head. Uh, not really. A I... little bit, but not much. Not a um, drinker. <laughs> A little one, yeah, but but you don't want to. But it's but it's not. You from, don't get that from the can now, do you? you? Well, you don't need it because the the carbonations. Never mind. It doesn't. Sony matter. begs to differ. <clears throat> the appropriate amount of head is key. Exactly. exactly. What I don't want is a device that's just <laughs> shaking my beer next to me. <laughs> it's for that like four D experience of video gaming, you know. Oh my god. Um. Oh, yeah, so Five Moments has a great question. Soda cans are the same width as beer, beer cans. How can it tell the difference? Um, it has a sensor for, um, uh, what's the, what's the word? Um, um, there's a word out there, it's not coming to mind. And it's not fermentation, but it's something else along those lines that beer has. So not only does this thing shake your beer... You have to put a piece of it inside the beer. No, 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 no! It can, uh, it can uh, sense through aluminum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, high tech. Like Sony's really like stepping up their game. All know? right. Well, that was that was mm-hmm. a wild ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You're welcome. <clears throat> I did not know where that was gonna go, but I'm glad we went there together. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, two uh, two final stories today, both in the world of gaming. Um, I want to. Here's the thing. I don't know how to cover this. I am not going to lie. I don't know how to cover That's this. Hops. Thank you. Hops. That's the... Thank you, John. I don't know how to talk about this because there's so much news. So what we're going to do is we're going to quickly run through IGN's article, Gamescom announcements, schedule, and how to watch. We're going to... They, they, they just posted all the announcements. So we're just going to go through all the announcements and mm-hmm. say whether or not we care about them. Um, it's going to be quick because there's Gamescom announced too many things and we... I was busy and we didn't cover it. So... Let's do this. Sorry, it was my birthday. Halo Infinite gets released December 8th, 2021. What do you think? Do you think it's going to come out or do you think it's going to get pushed back? I think that (laughs) if it gets pushed back, many people will lose their jobs. So it will come out unfinished and it's going to be messy. Yeah, I have a feeling Um, it's going to come out unfinished When they announced that Forge and the co-op campaign are not coming out on day one, I went, "Mm mm-hmm. So I'll play Halo Infinite. Here's the thing. I'm going to be really honest. There's two things here. Um, This... This Halo Infinite will probably be the highest selling Halo game ever. Sure. Um, in its opening frame, because mm-hmm. this will be the first Halo game to release simultaneously on PC and on um, uh, consoles. Yep. Uh, unless the number of people who want to play Halo is really just for the online and they don't give a crap about the campaign, because I have a feeling that I I think they might have announced, but I'm not sure. Um, the camp. I, I have a feeling. And it might already have been announced that the multiplayer is going to be free to play. 
Um, or at least free to play with Games Pass, and you'll have to buy the game to play the campaign. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a feeling what they'll do is they'll get it out on the date because they have to, and then for Christmas there will be a huge, um, not like re-release, but mm -hmm. a, like update and new features and stuff. It won't be for Christmas. It'll be next year. You don't think so? I think they'll try to do something days later, for Christmas. No, the game will barely be updated. They'll, they'll be doing, by, by Christmas... No, it's going to be like Cyberpunk, where like in a, a few days they had to put out an update because it just was so but, bad. No, but that was just to fix things, not to add things. They're going to spend December putting out patches to fix things. They won't be adding any features in December. Yeah. That sucks. Like, Christmas would be the best time for the your online co-op. No, online co-op will work. Um, online co-op Campaign co-op won't be day one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the online, the online, the, so like uh, player versus player stuff will be live. Okay. You won't be able to do two-player campaign missions, which is a staple of the Halo franchise. Gotcha. My um, bad. The campaign will be single player only at launch. And then they're going to add um, the co-op campaign mode and forge into season two because now mm -hmm. halo is going to have seasons like every other video game because apparently that's the only way we make video games anymore mm -hmm. uh that's first news second news elden ring uh george r, r. martin's uh written game uh written by miyazaki and george r oh hmm? what george r. r martin is not writing the in-game text anymore for elden ring it is going to be written by miyazaki that's fascinating literally george r, r. martin's like i don't have time for anything anymore um uh, Elden Ring, we got our first 15 minutes of gameplay. Did you watch it? No. You should watch it and put that on your channel. I should, because be I I really think that game looks freaking cool. Um, that, uh, I don't think we have a date for that yet. But we also got the announcement. We're gonna, we're going quickly through this, y'all. Elden Ring looks like a game I will probably play on day one, so. Marvel's Midnight Suns, the new Marvel XCOM game officially announced, looks incredible. Very excited for this. I love XCOM. Really loved Mario Rabbids and what they did with the XCOM style. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm excited to see what Marvel Midnight Suns is going to bring to that style of gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to buy this day one, so you can play it if you want. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> All right. Uh, Saints Row is being rebooted uh, and won't be fun anymore. Wow. No, okay, so Saints Row is a video game series that has often had a ridiculous over-the-top tone yeah uh for the reboot they're going slightly more serious based on all the marketing so far and so when i say it won't be fun anymore i mean it won't be fun in like the silly zany way that it always has been For it looks fun. like it's becoming more of a like traditional game gotcha which is weird because it's just not what the franchise is yeah like why this like spin now why wouldn't you just make a new game why not just be ridiculous it's fun yeah. that's what we love you for i mean look at how much money fast <clears throat> nine made yeah truly they should, that should be a spinoff. Dom Toretto should be the new lead of uh, Saints Row. That would be hilarious. Oh, God. Um, uh, <laughs> Chris Hopkins says they won't buy Saints Row unless Taika Waititi or James Gunn are directing it somehow. I, I would, I, James Gunn should direct a Saints Row movie. That would be amazing. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming in 2022. Uh, it will be released February 18th because there aren't enough games coming in the last week of January and the first two weeks of February. Uh, I mean, hey, they, they they needed to do some cleanup from that first, like, gameplay trailer we watched, so. I know, but, like, this is, like, three weeks after Breath of the Wild 2. I don't have time. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to get playing some something other than Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the P PlayStation 5 and PC-exclusive Deathloop is set to arrive on September 14th. Here's the... Uh, look, hmm, other people really... might have known this already. I didn't. I thought this movie... W or uh, this game was PS5 only. Yeah. It's on the PC. 
Huh. I'm so excited now. Oh, fun. Yeah. All right. You going to play that on the 14th? Hell yeah. All right. Unless cool. I'm working, I'll play it on like another day. <laughs> but I will play it. Um, <clears throat> are you excited for Deathloop? We've seen some of those trailers. Yeah, it's, it looks fun. Um, it's not the kind of game where I'm like, I must play this this moment of the drops, but mm-hmm. uh, it looks fun. I'll probably try it. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga gets a new gameplay trailer. I haven't watched it yet, but it is going to be released in spring 2022. So we do finally have a release window mm-hmm. um, for I, a game that I thought was going to come out when Rise of Skywalker came out uh, and will now come out years later. Literally. Um, but all the Lego Star Wars movies are, or all the Lego Star Wars games are great. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited for the Lego Star Wars Halloween special coming at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, what are the other big announcements? Uh, we got another trailer. Uh, if you want to see a really cool trailer for Metroid Dread, go check out the official trailer 2 for Metroid Dread that dropped. Mm-hmm. That game looks amazing. I cannot wait to play it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematic trailer for Giants Uprising. Very worth watching. Very cool. Uh, we didn't do a trailer reaction to it, but honestly... Uh, very excited for that. It comes to Steam in November, on November 2nd, so that one's just around the corner. A Dying Light 2 is also coming around the corner. Uh, that got a new gameplay trailer. Uh, oh my god, there's so many announcements. Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One in holiday 2021. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play, but you don't want to download the game, so if you want to play with, like, latency, you can do that, I guess. Um, Go for it. April O'Neil. Everybody's favorite best friend to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be a playable combatant in the upcoming retro-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Um, I think that her weapon is her microphone. It's dope. Very excited. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I, I want to stand up cabinet with this game. I want to play this old cabinet style like you did at the arcade. Yeah. Because um, it's just, that's how you do it. That's the best way to do it. Um, Amazon's New World Open Beta is announced. Post-launch plans teased. Uh, this is interesting because, uh, there's nothing in here about whether or not New World is still destroying your graphics card. Um. Great. They're just like, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. I, I'll download that game a few patches down the road when I don't think it will brick my whole computer. Truly. Um, I think that's all the big stuff. There's so much stuff. Honestly, I'm just like scrolling through here. There's a small soldiers inspired shooter called Hypercharge. Small soldiers. Great movie. Messed me up as a kid. It did. I'm not joking. (laughs) I remember you talking about that. Um, the Waylanders, a Celtic myth-inspired RPG, which sounds like your kind of shiznit, uh-huh, uh-huh. is coming November 16th. That's so soon. Yeah. What? It, it uh, was released in Steam Early Access last year, uh, and the full game promises a 40-hour adventure. Waylanders. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the creators of Lara Croft's new game uh, f- called Dream Cycle is going to feature 10,000 different levels. Okay. Yeah, it's like that Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion thing that I quit playing because I, I couldn't stand it. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Um, And that's all the big announcements. Great. Sorry, that was not the most in-depth look at Gamescom. There's so much we would have to do a completely like yeah. separate show on it. Um, there so. are so many good creators who are much better uh, at this than we are. Um, what try. am I saying? We're the best. Subscribe here. That was everything you needed to know. Yeah. Yelled at you quickly by a man holding an iPad exactly what i needed on a monday morning (laughs) before we get into our final story actually no before we end the show let's get into our final story um which i can't find there it is um wednesday september 1st is going to be a day off twitch Mm -hmm. for us and for many creators who wanted to start um 
who who started a conversation. Uh, this started with uh, the uh, streamer, uh, and uh, now um, big on Twitter now because of this. Uh, Wreck It Raven, mm-hmm. uh, the streamer who started the Twitch Do Better hashtag, which has grown into the A Day Off Twitch movement, mm-hmm. uh, a movement uh, by streamers and by viewers to not be on Twitch on September first uh, to send a message to Twitch that it is time for them to step up and at least do the bare minimum. We've talked about this. We talked about this last week. We've talked about this before. Uh, and put in place more roadblocks to stop bots, hate raids, and the, the kinds of um, harassment that LGBTQ plus creators, creators of color, uh, and particularly LGBTQ plus creators of color have been facing. Yeah. Um, there is a concerted effort by bad actors on this platform to make it an inhospitable environment for people who are not white men like me. And, you know, uh, I, I, I stand fully with them. Uh, I know that there have been some very large creators who have come out against it, who have problems with it. Um, and I, I, to those people, uh, Asmongold, I would like to say, you have a team of mods that you pay to handle your chat. And things like this can't happen to you because you have a system of support, because your community yeah. is large enough. And there are a lot of creators who don't have that. Yeah, your privilege must be uh, real nice. Yeah, it is great to be a white man who doesn't have to deal with this and to say that it's not going to work and that people should just take it. Um, and yeah, I have been very disappointed by some of the bigger streamers' comments on this mm-hmm. on Twitch. It is very clear that there are some people who are only about money and about the making money process of this mm-hmm. and don't realize that there is a lot more to Twitch from a lot of people than just how much money comes into our bank account at in the middle of the month. Yep. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I just am... I'm disappointed that more larger, stream, more larger streamers haven't gotten on board. Um, however, I am heartened by the smaller streamers who have banded together have gotten their uh, voices heard. Yeah. Uh, Wreck-It Raven, the streamer, has met with Twitch, um, which yeah. goes to show that doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, uh, I'm so thankful that you re- uh, decided to post about how there's no point in doing anything. Um, that is changing things for the better. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Wow. Keep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, we've talked about this a few times, we both will not be logging into Twitch or, Mm -hmm. um, streaming on, uh, Wednesday, um, which, you know, are, we, we normally do, and, uh, we, we feel that this movement is important, and it's worth something, and to those of you who don't, um, must be nice to, uh, just, uh, not have to worry about anything, and... I guess keep making your money, but we know that Twitch is about the community, uh, first and foremost. 100%. Um, more than even the video games. Mm-hmm. It's about the community. And um, the good people here have proven that to us time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, this, this movement has our full support. And, and hopefully Twitch decides <laughs> that enough is enough and that they listen and they decide to do something about it anything or even comment on it mm-hmm. make a statement say that this is what we're working on or something but twitch has been radio silent from what i've seen um and it's really disappointing um yeah, yeah it's really disappointing uh in addition to that we are no longer going to have sub goals um we have just decided that there isn't really a reason to 
incentivize our community to give money to Amazon yeah. um, or, or to Twitch. Uh, there isn't really a reason to do that. There are so many ways uh, to support us. And so all of our goals uh, in the, uh, from now on are going to be either off Twitch on platforms uh, like Patreon uh, that have a better split with us and that do more to support their creators mm -hmm. uh, or, um, or they things like that. Or they will be like donation based yeah. because, yeah, because mm -hmm. Twitch... If Twitch can't protect the people that it's taking money from, then mm -hmm. we, like, we are not... We are not down to support that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. If you do, if 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 you are in agreement and you don't think that Twitch deserves fifty percent of your sub, you can um, sub to the Nerdy Nightly Patreon if you like. There is mm -hmm. a five dollar tier. There's a one dollar um, tier. There is a one dollar tier, one dollar a month, and um, yeah, we just uh, we're we're. We, we are here on Twitch because of the community, and we love the community, and, like, you guys are the reason that keep us here, but Twitch as a platform is shooting themselves in the foot, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Um, I, uh, to, to go at a hardcore soft popcorns there, uh, we're probably going to do biddy goals, um, because the yeah. cut on biddies, uh, is more, uh is less beneficial towards Twitch. It's not a 50-50 yeah. cut on biddies, where it is on subs. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we're... Those would be donations and biddies. Yeah. Um, we are, we're, we're just going to, we're going to disincentivize subs as much as possible, uh, because I think yeah. that the 50-50 split on subs is, is yeah. just insane. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to subscribe yourself for the emotes or whatever yeah. it is, I, like, I completely understand. There's a lot of channels I'm still going to subscribe to. Yeah. Um, but any other, um, like... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? But anything else I do for the channel, any other support that I show is uh, going to be donations or off Twitch. Yeah. Um, as opposed to gifting subscribers. Yeah. Just because I think that uh, streamers work hard and they deserve better than a 50-50 split. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Especially since it is by far the lowest in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to call that out and we want to talk about that today because we support the movement. Uh, we support Wreck-It Raven. Uh, I spoke with her yesterday. Uh, through some uh, Twitter DMs. She is incredibly lovely uh, and has been handling all of this really, really well. Thank you for those biddies, Hardcore Soft Popcorn. Thank you, Popcorn. Um, I think that uh, Record Raven has been um, uh, the right person for the right moment in this, um, and uh, I'm, I'm really inspired by everything that she's done. Uh, and uh, I hope, you know, as I said to her when I DMed her, uh, the... Uh, they have my support full, uh, both of our support, um, yeah, yeah. wholeheartedly. Mm. Uh, and, uh, if there's anything they need, we're there for them because this is important. Honestly, um, this is not a platform that is for me. Uh, it shouldn't be just for people who look like me. It should be for anyone who wants to use it. Uh, and I, I have seen so many people on Twitter who do not have a job in, uh, this, who have been building things to take care of these problems better than Twitch has, um, in their free time. Um, and yep. I just, I find that to be infuriating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th th this is a tough situation because we love Twitch and this is our job and, you know, this is how we pay our bills. And so, you know, it, it is a complicated situation. Uh, and a day off Twitch, one day off is barely anything, but it is clear that Twitch is listening and, uh, this is only going to be the first step in making sure that Twitch is for everyone and not just for, you know, white people with penises. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's everything. So, um, yeah, if you want to look up more information, uh, you can just look up the hashtag a day off Twitch. Um, Absolutely. And you can 
hi scary um yeah you can uh, you can read about what's going on and um uh yeah uh we encourage you guys to support this in yeah. any way that you can yeah also um just uh just so you know um if you can uh, go throw some support towards uh, creators of color and LGBT creators. Uh, if you not on Wednesday, don't log in on Wednesday unless you have to for some reason. You know we're not going to judge. But uh, if you are around and you're looking for someone to watch, uh, click around for uh, those creators. They're going to have a harder time growing right now because a lot of them have turned off their raids. Uh, so uh, that is a huge part of how you grow on this platform uh, is sharing community. Uh, and so if you are looking for someone to watch and, and you, you need to find someone new, uh, look around for creators of color and uh, LGBT creators who might be sheltering their communities a little bit and would love to see. Uh, I know anyone from our community, because we talk like this all the time, uh, if you're in our community, you know that uh, hatred has no place here. Yep. Um, and so if you are from our community, go mm -hmm. spread that love around Twitch because um, there's some people on the platform who probably need it right now. Absolutely. Um, and who absolutely deserve it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that being said, y'all, uh, that's going to be the end of the nightly morning show. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you to Holly Wolf for that incredible raid yes. dropping in in the middle there. Um, we, we, I feel like all of our coolest raids come in during the morning show. I know. We've had right? a Joni raid. Joni Brosas raided us. Daniel Sloss raided us. And now Holly Wolf. <laughs> I know. Um, three critters who I just admire and love so much. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you all for coming, watching, listening. For everyone who watches on YouTube, thank you for being here. Like, subscribe to the mm -hmm. channel. Hit the dislike button if you dislike us. Leave me in comments down below. Uh, we can take it. Our, our skin is thick. And also the algorithm god is hungry. We must feed her. Um, as always, you can follow us over on Twitch if you're not there right now. I'm over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. I'm over at twitch.tv slash clarifdakaris. Any last things you want to plug before we get out of here? No, no, I don't think okay. we have anything special coming up. I am going to be uh, scheduling a Dead by Daylight killer stream. Oh, fun. Show, because we hit that goal, so. I'm going to be scheduling my Shazam stream soon. Oh, Once boy. I know when the Shazam cosplay is getting here. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But until then, do something nerdy tonight. Bye, guys. Bye.